department. Five B B B B. You're now tuned into the Apartment Five B podcast, where we chop it up about hip hop, R and B, sports, love, and life. Hosted by Kill. 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 What's good, what's good, what's good? You're tuning to Apartment 5B Podcast hosted by your man, Kill. I got my squad with me, in effect, as always. I got my little sis back. It's been a minute. We have missed you, P. What's good? Uh, I, you know what? It is so good to be here. Um, the semester's over. I get a little bit of a break. I am just super excited to be here. So, so good to see you guys. No doubt, no doubt. We got my bro, the youngest in charge, the R&B guru, JR. What's going on, fam? What's going on? I'm happy to be here. Yes, Y'all know me. Let's jump right into it. 2023, the year in review, is hip-hop's 50th birthday, all the celebrations. So we're going to be talking about our top five hip-hop albums of the year, disappointments, slept on albums, what 2023 look like, what we're expecting for 2024. But then I also want to do this. I want to break down the ingredients of a dope album. And the reason why I want to do that Let's see. Let, let's do this first before we dive into all our albums. Because I said personally, 2023 was a blah year for me musically. And mad people, you you ain't tapped into the underground. You ain't hear this. You ain't hear that. You know what I mean? And I think for a lot of people, I think I listen to music for different things than what other people may listen to. So I wanted to think about... Um, you know exactly what makes an album good for you because I feel like this year had a lot of I feel like what most artists are doing nowadays are almost like making mixtapes I feel like they're not trying to make good songs like they're not making songs with good choruses the beats don't have no drums in them so like the production isn't big um and that's cool that's cool it's just not what I'm looking for um in my music Great example. It was this spot. And I want to get this right because my man called me and he was like, yo, kill. The great thing about um, Philadelphia Steak Life is that anytime anybody eats a cheesesteak, sees a cheesesteak spot, they send it to me. So my man sent me this spot and I was like, nah, I'm not going because it's over the bridge in Virginia. It's called The Broiler. And it's in Arlington, Virginia. I don't drive over the bridge to Virginia for anything. The only thing good in Virginia is Allen Iverson, Pusha T, and like Timberland and Pharrell. That's it. The rest of the state is just, there's nothing over the bridge. So, but he said, yo, kill, they got one in Clinton. Now, I drive through Clinton to get home and to work every day. So I said, let me go grab one, right? So I'm like, I'm going to go in here. I'm looking online. Number one, they call it a steak and cheese. I'm not feeling that. Number two, they toast their bread. I'm not feeling that. But hey, Porsche, come on. You killed me for not listening to DJ Quick because he had a perm, right? So I do not want to do that and just say, okay, it looks like this isn't going to be good. Let me go give it a chance. I give it a chance. Yo, the shorty hands me the bag, JR. I didn't, it was like, it was an empty bag. I, there was no weight to the cheesesteak at all. Just nothing. 
and it wasn't a bad steak. I give it three mics, but it just, you know, it wasn't what I was expecting for somebody to tell me to drive over the bridge to Virginia right. Four. I tell that story to say that everything for me is about expectations. It's what you want from it. Because I'm doing a research on this spot, and it seems like everybody out here in the DMV loves it. You know what I mean? So maybe the expectation. Maybe these people in the DMV never had a real Philly cheesesteak, so they don't have anything to compare it to. For me, I'm coming from an era when we're talking, when people are throwing out classic albums nowadays, I'm thinking Reasonable Doubt. I'm talking Doggy Style. I'm Illmatic. I was raised different. I was raised in a whole different mind state than I think a lot of people who listen to music nowadays. You know, they're happy with dope beat and dope rhyme. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. But again, this was a blah year for me. So, Porsche, set us off. What do you think are your five ingredients for a dope album? And what is an album that's come out in the past three years that you would say like fits and has these ingredients? Okay, I've, I've got two and they're from the same artist, actually from the same MC. Um, okay. So for me, it's, so, so when, I, when I was trying about this, I kind of had to group certain things because I don't know how people are defining what, what they are. So I use like several words for, you know, the same thing potentially. Okay. So I've got, and then I, I like slashed it with theme, slashed it with direction, like whatever people want to kind of put under that umbrella. Then I've got sequencing. To me, um, I think sequencing of track lists are very overlooked. Um, and I don't know that people realize the importance of sequencing and how it actually brings together a good overall experience of the album. Then lyrics and quotables. I put that together. Um, for me everyone knows like I, I have lyrics over production productions right underneath um and then cohesiveness so how cohesive was all of the above kind of thing um when they play together so those are my five ingredients to what makes a dope album now, um, tell me again i'm sorry you said i got sequence and lyrics slash quotables cohesiveness what did i miss production production all right and concept theme and direction like concept theme or direct like however people want to sort of frame that for themselves right yeah all so right. yeah and what that means to me is basically like does the artist have a clear idea of what they're doing and where they're going and what lane they're trying to be in for the duration of that album because there's a lot of albums that we'll hear and they're kind of all over the place. Like you start out thinking, oh, okay, it's going to be about this. Then there's this, there's this track and you're like, okay, how does that fit into the album title? And, you know, and title's important too. That's part of concept for me. Um, album art, I don't care too much about. I know some people really have that as a, you know, a criteria. But then with all this said, for me, the albums that fit this, I got to give it to Tracy Lee. Um, and the reason is Glory was exactly that. Glory and Different. Um, he dropped Glory in 2020 during the pandemic and he dropped Different this year, um, 2023. And this is where Trey being like a seasoned MC really shines because he knows or he seems to with his albums beginning from many faces onwards, he has a very clear concept or direction every single time he puts out an album that I've heard. Um, and everything follows that. He pays close attention to sequencing. The album is wildly cohesive. The production is always complementary to his emceeing style. Um, 
and they are different from each other. He's not always talking about the same thing. He's addressing, um, you know, certain glory was about time in the in the pan during the pandemic. It was like a time capsule. Um, that was my album of the year for 2020. And different is the same this year. It, it well the same in that it's got a concept. It's really Trey telling all the stories of what makes him very different as an MC and and he carries that through an entire album and he does it exquisitely. So that's what I got. All right, no doubt, no doubt. JR, what about you? I I'm I'm with Porsche especially when it comes to R&B anyway, but for me the first thing has got to be feeling. I got to feel that it's real. You know what I mean? Especially with R&B with singers, you got to connect with me. So if you're going to tell me that Let's just say the album, you you do interviews and you do all this and you tell me the album is going to be about love, right? And then I get into the album and it's not about that. Maybe one song is about that, but you tell me it's that. So I'm already going into it saying that this album is going to be about love. And if it isn't, it throws me off. So it definitely has to be about feeling for me. Sequences, definitely, for sure. Like you have to have, that album has to be like... The sequence has to be great because if you got a song that's misplaced with a theme that you're given, it just messes it up. The production, for sure. When it comes to R&B, to me, production with the instrumentation have to work. You know what I mean? And then now actually kill seeing you actually doing production and how extensive and how crazy it really is. It's like, to me, I got to feel that. You know what I mean? And definitely lyrics for sure um if your theme is again about love and all that the, you know your lyrics gotta gotta you know say that and then the talent for me like y'all said with MCing, you gotta be a, you gotta spit and for me you have to sing i don't want to hear all the auto tune even though i know it has to be there sometime but i need the talent to shine through so those are kind of my five that has to give me a great album but it definitely the theme and the feeling is top notch for me. Do you have um, an album of the past three years that touched on all those things for you? Um, yes. So, um, well, right now I'm still like bumping to Renaissance. I'm still there. I'm still there with that album, with the feeling, the everything with it. But um, actually, one that I that came out in 2020, the guy that we actually interviewed killed was. Uh, PJ Morton with uh, Watch the Sun. Um, okay. That album definitely has a soul feeling to it. You know what I mean? Um, he gives you... PJ Morton is just an artist, and then he gives you the feeling of because he's from that Watch the Sun, but I'm still on Renaissance, to be honest with you, but Watch the Sun, I would say that came out in 2020 is, was a Is he getting frozen with you, too, Pete? He just got frozen, yeah. Great, great right. album. All right. Um, all right. The reason why I wanted to ask this is because last week, AZ and Buckwild dropped the album. And I was hyped for it. I didn't even know it was coming out of nowhere. You know, Vegas tells me, yo, AZ's dropping the album with Buckwild. And I'm super excited because I always felt like one of AZ's Achilles heels was his beats. And I think Buckwild out of DITC is one of, you know, an incredible producer. So I really thought 
it was going to be dope. So, I mean, I went into it like at midnight, high hopes, like, let's go. It didn't have anything for me. You know what I mean? Um, it was probably only one song that I rewound and listened to again. I think it was called Still Got It or something like that. The beats were underwhelming. The lyrics were underwhelming. Um, but I've seen people on Twitter talking about like, oh, this is crazy. This is great. This is this. And it's what made me think about coming up with this for this show because it's just like, obviously me and whoever loves this album, you know, we're, we're, we're digesting music different. So for me, I'm looking at, I'm like, Porsche, quotables. I need quotables. I want to be able to listen to your song and be able to walk away usually instantly with something from that song that I can quote. Um, choruses. I'm very big on let's make a dope song. Like, let's not make, you know, great example. Y'all know I love Benny, Conway, Griselda. You put... Tanner Talk 3 is probably a five-mile classic to me, but if you put $50 million in front of my face, I can't name you all the songs off that album. I just can't. I can name you Rubber Bands and Wait. Why? Because it had a dope chorus. You know what I mean? That was like a great song. You know what I mean? Um, so I want a good chorus. Anthems. I would love an anthem every now and then. We haven't had anthems in years. Like, we haven't had the Annie Up, or we've gone through, like, what's the Philly anthem, or what's the Brooklyn anthem, and all those things. Concepts. Um, and the anthem part is like a, a extra, but then I would go into concepts, I would go into beats, and of course, lyrics. Um, the album that I'm going to use is Nas's KD3. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I'm going to use this album is because when I'm listening to AZ, he dropped Do or Die, if I'm not mistaken, in 95. And I remember there was just these bars like, you know, um, slaughter your intravenous like leukemia. What parts of me who want parts of me? I'm vicious. What man malicious? Because it's real on this road to rich. Like, there are still quotables I remember from 95. You know what I mean? It's 2023, y'all. Like, that's what I'm talking about. When 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 AZ start off oh happy Jack, he was like, man, tough titty, but somebody got sucking. I must have used that line a million times in my life. So there are just things that I remember from him talking about. And I'm listening to this album. There's absolutely nothing. I'm listening to AZ. There's not one quotable that I'm pulling from. And I think of KD3, you know, when he talks about, you know, um, we say um, sending a Range Rover, dissecting bars from TakeOver. Sometimes I text Hover like, nigga, this ain't over laughing. Like the first time I heard it, I was like, oh shit, like this nigga, yeah, you know I mean, like really on some more like, oh, word you said that about me, Jay? Like, I got you. Or like, you know, then he said, then the other joint, because Jungle hit his jumps in the building and I peeped them. I was low, I stole them. And I, like the little, all those things, you know, the, they are you KD1, KD or Magic was harder when KD3 go harder than all of them. Like, there were just these quotables that I was pulling from it. Just first listen, not even on some old, I've listened to it over and over again. Just things that stood out to me. Um, even on the joint, don't get Eddie Kane trying to sing your way back in the group. You know what I mean? Next game in the seats, I barely hit the floor. Not trying to sit across from somebody's lady I hit before. Like so many quotables, the choruses. Reminisce. I love reminisce. And I don't like to reminisce because the way that we live right now is pretty lit. You know what I mean? Um, you know, nobody recession proof, invest in you, that's what you're supposed to do. Anthems. Done. That's an anthem. All my Queens niggas love that shit. This nigga Nas is making still making anthems. You know what I mean? Concepts. The song. First time. When's the first time you heard Nas? 
That's such a dope concept to me. He's been around all these years. Tell me, when's the first time you heard of me, my nigga? Was you in a car with your girl? Was you with your peoples on the block? When's the first time you heard Nas? The song Beef. You know, when he's just talking about himself being beef and so many things fall apart from this. Once a man, twice a child. Like, just getting old. Just not being able to do what you were able to do back then. And then the beats. Legit, Thun, 30. You know, the beat switch on Michael and Quincy. Mm-hmm. Recession proof. Just dope beats. So to me, when I put KD3 next to this AZ Buckwater, it's not even a comparison. Like, it doesn't even come close. And it's like, that's what I'm looking for when I press play on your album. I'm listening for concepts. I want to be able to come away with quotables. I want to be able to come away loving an album. You know? And again, the AZ Buckwater joint, it's not whack. Don't anybody get that twisted. I'm not saying it's whack. It's probably a good solid three, three and a half mic album. But the choruses are lackluster. The R&B singing is lackluster. No beats on there are like, oh shit, let me go turn on my machine and cook something up. You know what I mean? The the lyrics is AZ doing AZ, but it's almost, I, I don't know. It just wasn't there for me. So I just wanted to put that out there because I believe we're all listening to music differently. There's somebody out there who's like, I don't need none of that shit. I just want beats and rhymes. Totally understand why you will love this AZ album because it's, it's beats and it's a very simple math equation, you know? So I just wanted to put that out there so that people could kind of understand why I'm not blown away by 2023, which is actually shocking because my man made a good point. I didn't even think about it. With the 50th year of hip hop out, you would have thought that people would have came out with guns blazing. Like, this is going to be the year that I drop my my dopest out. Like, everybody should have been lined up. Like, all right, like, who's coming next? Like, Ghost, this would have been the perfect sign for Supreme Clientele, too. Redman, yo, Muddy Wars, too. Y'all been waiting 58 years for it. Here it comes for the 50th year of hip-hop. Like, and it was just nothing. Like, it was, you know, it, it literally was just nothing, which is very shocking to me. But um, let's get into our top five albums Porsche, I know you have 25, and you know what? We've missed you so much. I don't even give a fuck today, Porsche. Listen to all the motherfuckers. every last one of them. This is how much I miss you. Just go ahead and list all 23 of your albums. You want me to list all of my, all, my whole time? List all of them. List all of them. No, I'm, I'm going to... Okay, I'm going to just disclaim this by saying that 2023 for me was like really dope because my top five favorite current MCs all dropped albums. So for me, I was like a kid in a candy store. Like, I didn't, you know what I mean? Like my top five current favorites one by one all dropped albums. I was like, really? 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 Like, every time I'm like, yo, I'm I'm good. Like, everyone's complaining about 2023 and I'm sitting here going like, my faves are the dopest ever and my faves are fading all over the place. So I just have to say that. Um, so I've got RJ Payne alone has f- dropped four albums this year and all of them are dope. And I say this about RJ every year that he drops, he always makes my list. And the reason is he also nails those five points that are my criteria for a dope album. Um, the one that I'm going to, I'm going to st- keep this list to a five, but um, my favorite one from him this year was Jigsaw. And if you've listened to that, I don't know if you guys have listened to it, but it starts off with the, the voice of Jigsaw from the movie Saw. 
So right. you already the, the album art is exactly that. You're already going in being like, what is this guy gonna do on this album? Like this looks freaking crazy. It's crazy. And then he follows it up track by track, one after another. They all carry through. And RJ is just very, very dope at that. He's incredible at executing concepts and he's excellent at that genre, like the horror rap, you know? Um, right. So that definitely makes my list. Hold tight, let me ask you a question. How do you feel about MC dropping four albums in one year? Do you think that's a good or a bad thing? Yeah, I think that it's not, okay, how do I say this? So I don't think it's the best thing in the world and I don't think everybody should do it. I think that there are MCs who know their ability and their concepts and they know themselves well enough to be able to put out four albums and give you different albums so you don't feel like this is mundane, it's redundant, and it's monotone now. Because now I've listened to friggin' like three hours of the same shit, you know, and now I'm bored. I think that RJ Payne sometimes teeters. I'm not saying he's perfect. He teeters on exhausting sometimes, but this particular year, he did a dope job. Okay. Um, the Barbershop, Jigsaw, My Life is a Movie 1, and My Life is a Movie 2. And they're all very different, and they're all dope. So I don't think it's a smart formula for every MC to absorb and just keep pumping out album after album. That okay. Kind of, yeah. Alright. Okay. Then I've got, and this isn't really in order, but then I've got Ransom. Amazing. Um, Director's Cut 4. Um, amazing, amazing album. Um, Ransom just gives you quotables. This guy just knocks it out of the friggin' park with quotables. It's just so enjoyable to listen to him rap. Um, I just don't want his albums to end. And then when they do, I'm like, when is Ransom dropping another one? Because I'm a selfish fan, and I've been told that before, so um, I get it. Then um, Amir drops Seven Day Beloved Theory. Listen, I've been waiting for Dope Boy Soul for what feels like <laughs> And I feel like we're going to be waiting for that for a long time. Yeah, so when Amir dropped Seven Day Beloved Theory, which is an EP, I was over the moon about it because I was like, finally, I get a project from one of my favorite MCs. And this EP, again, it's short. It's seven tracks. Um, it's not, you know, a full-blown album, I guess. But it is very concise. It's very conceptual. It's very dope. Um, Amir lyrically is great. He's you know, shows range on this particular album or project. Um, so yeah, that one definitely stood out. Then Tracy Lee's different album. That album, man, it's like really might be one of my, it might be my favorite album this year. Um, I don't know what to say. Like production was phenomenal. Again, his sequencing is amazing. The stories he's telling in those, he's told those stories on Apartment 5B to us and in, you know, various conversations that have come up. But to put it on wax against a beat that sounds so dope um, is just, it was such a treat. And Kill has produced a joint on that album too. And that what was great. So again, one of my favorite producers ever. And one of my favorite MCs ever and they're you know on this again I was a very very happy fan this year I don't know about the rest of you um and then I've got Michael um by Killer Mike love that album um 
like I was pleasantly surprised. This is when Kill talks about surprises. I, I have to circle back to this as well. But I feel like Killer Mike really, really brought it, and he was totally in pocket. Um, I love the just all of it, the instrumentation, the variations, the introspection, the all, just all of it. He gave us kind of everything, and I and I really appreciated that. And then of course Blue, um, Blue and uh, and Real Bad Man dropped Bad News, and that was it was very enjoyable. And um, Blue and Knots are dropping tonight, so this this show comes a little early, but I'm also looking forward to that. So that's what I got. All right, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Jr. Before we go into yours, how do you feel? Does this happen in R&B? Do R&B singers put out like two, three albums a year? Some, well, yeah, because I mean, Stevie did it in the 70s. So I mean, yeah. now, here's yeah. the thing, JR, you be, you be giving me a headache when you go back in time. So if we could just kind of keep it current and just <laughs> somehow, of course, last week, last week, the What If show, he's like, What If in 1965, Steve, I'm like, what is it? Like, you know, I wasn't even born, bro. Like, I don't, he's like, well, I feel like I need like a, a fucking thesis before you even come up with these questions. So if we can just try to okay, keep no, we can we can say within um, the last couple of years, like in twenty twenty three, like are you seeing that like newer artists are putting out multiple projects, you know, in they, the same you year? Know, you know what they do? They will bring out an EP and then they'll bring out a a, a project. Okay. Like Ari Lennox had did it. She okay. did that and then she brought out her project. Summer Walker, same thing. I think I think now with the age that we're in, they try to see what they try to see, kind of check the temperature of what people like. So they're gonna okay. give you an EP to say, oh, let's see what song they like off this. And if they feeling it, it's like, all right, cool. I'm gonna give you an album. You know right. what I mean? Because again, if I, going back, it's not like, you know, us back then killing the nineties and the, you know, then we can live with albums. So it didn't matter when they released it. We gonna live with it. And that's just what it is. Now it's just like everything is so fast, so it's like if the album comes out, cool, you know what I'm saying. But then it's like, okay, we need something again, so it's like they give you the EP, they give you the album. I think kind of that's what they're doing now, so all right, no doubt. All right, so what you got for your list? Okay, just five, that's it, yeah, right? Okay, all right, um, number five, I'm, I got mine in order. It's uh, the Shindellas with Shindo. Um, I'm happy my girls came back, man. They have a new album out? Yes, Shindo. Yes. Well, that's what I'll be listening to, man. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you, it's very the you because hits that stick like grits is a, a dope, dope album. This one is too, but it's definitely artistic. They're in their artistic bag with this. It's one. still produced by Ford and, and, and Claude right. Kelly. Yes. So it's still produced by them. The girls are writing on it now, so you're getting a little bit more of them. So. Um, I, Definitely the how they even started with uh, uh, up to you. It's like that. It's so funky and it's so it's so groovy. But they're still gonna give you what we loved about them on hits to stick like grit, like kill. I know if you love volcano love, you're gonna love kiss and tell. Like that's. I was just listening to them today going to work. So yeah, so I know you're gonna love kiss and tell. Um, Ooh la la was good. Um, something that I want to say is my favorite off the album. Um, you know, it just came out about about we about two months. So um I've been rocking to it, so I love it. I'm no I'm so happy the girls are going on tour with October London, which he would have made my list, but you know, you only said five. But so 
Um, they going up. I may have to queue up Baltimore and hit that show with you. Who you going with? Oh, I'm just going by myself. I'll go. All right. I may troop up there because it's like the day before. It's like the 13th or something, right? February it's like, 13th. Yeah, or it's, something. My fourth, it's the 14th of February. See, I can't see his Valentine's Day. Fuck. That's why I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm nah, yeah. nah. I would have went up there. I might jump around and just do the other day and just go to that one and go to the 15th. So I can go there with you. So. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it rocks. But yeah. All right. So number four is Emily King with the uh, uh, special occasion. I just love Emily King. I just loved her since East Side Story with her and Chucky Thompson. R.I.P. to him. Um, she's just consistent. Uh, this album was very emotional for her. Just like I said, she lets you know what you're going into. So you're going to get that feeling. So a lot of these songs of vulnerability and all of that. So you're getting that with special occasions. So I really enjoyed the record. Um, Metal is my favorite. This year is another favorite of mine. Closer to the morning is how she ends it. So it's really, she's riding through her pain and you feel it on this one. Um, three is Keon Dixon, uh, the R&B you love. I love this record. Um, shout out to the uh, Sykes Podcast. They put me on to uh, Keon Dixon. Um, if you listen to the album, it gives you, it's a theme. And it kind of reminds me of Hearsay from uh, Alexander O'Neill. What? It's such a theme. It's really a theme. And you, right know, and you know, Alex is at, you know, a party. So right. it gives you that. This is, he's at like a diner and he's talking to a girl and they're going through little like interludes and things like that. Like he has Alex Isley on the record. He has uh, RL from Next on the album. Okay. And it's such a dope, I, kill, I, yes. If you love Jodeci and all that, this Oh, I, I, I already wrote it down, so I'm, I'm yeah, diving in. So you love this album, so definitely, Keon Dixon, I definitely will recommend people check out. Uh, number two, Victoria Monet. Love the project. Um, I think, it, for me, it's a little better than um, the, the first one, Jaguar. Um, I love this one. Uh, I love Smoke. I love All Right with Kate Trinata. I I'm so still mad that people kind of sleep on K Trinata and his production. Dude is amazing. You know what I mean? Um, I'm the One is another favorite of mine. She got Hollywood with Earth, Wind & Fire. That is the flavor that I wanted Silk Sonic to give me, and they didn't. Mm -hmm. So Victoria Monet gave me that and the record Goodbye. Love, love, love. And number one is Jalen Naganda. I found him from um, one of my uh, homeboy Simogen that uh, he was like, yo, I know you'll love this because you love Motown, you love Stacks. It gives you that flavor. And uh, the album is called uh, Come Around and Love. Love this project. I got the vinyl. I went and got the vinyl for it. I've been playing it every <laughs> day. It's very 60s. Very, it definitely gives me the vibe of Raphael Sadiq the way that I see it. Okay. It gives me that. Um, joints, my favorites on there is Come Around and Love. If you want to love, that's all I wanted from you. Uh, just like you used to give me another day. I play that on my way to work every day and uh, so glad I found you. So that the album? it's called Come Around and Love. Come Around. Yeah. Right. And it definitely gives you like that Raphael the way that I see it. Motown stacks, 60s flavor. Love it. So those were my top five. But I was going to throw October London in there. I was because I, I love the record. The Rebirth of Marvin. He's getting a lot of flat from it. 
but hey, with him getting a lot of flat from it, it's getting a lot of people to see him and actually go listen to it. Because before, people really wasn't rocking with him with colorblind and then having Snoop really pushing behind him and, and people having an opinion about what he's doing with it. And he sounds too much like Marvin, but hey, you're going to listen to it. So it's getting people to know who October London is. So. Now here's the thing. Do you think in the long run that hurts him? That he sounds so much like Mark. If the next album is like that, then yes. I think uh, to me, and when it comes to R&B, you got to find a way in. You have to. You know what I mean? And if this is his way in, to for people to say, oh my God, he sounds so much like Marvin. I mean, the title is The Rebirth of Marvin Gaye. So I mean, but I mean, like, even, when, even when I heard him on Colorblind, I was like, yo, he, I, I rock with it, but he sounds yeah. like Marvin. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like one of those things, like it's undeniable yeah. that you sound yeah. like him. It's kind of like, I'm just wondering what he does next. Like, does Marvin Gaye sound good over, you know, 2023 production? Yeah. yeah. It's okay. just hopefully that he gets, now that he has his eye, you know, now everybody kind of knows what October London is about. He's an old soul. Me and him in the same age. So, I get it, you know what I mean? So hopefully with this next one he comes with, it's like, all right, now it's time for you to be the artist or eyes are on you and give everybody some flavor of the R&B, you know what I mean? So hopefully he does that, but I still, you know, rock until October, but those five is still my favorites of the year. All right, no doubt. For me, number five, I got different, Trey Lee. Um, again, Trey is one of my favorite MCs. Everybody who's watched this show should know. Um, I was a fan of Trey when he was unsigned at Howard back in 93. You know what I mean? Um, when he was L Rock. Um, so definitely rock with anything he does. Definitely love this album. Like Poor says, I have a track on the album Footsteps. So, um, you know, very dope experience just getting in the studio with him. And shout out to my man O'Jiz. Uh, next up, I got uh, the Rector's Cut Scene 4 Ransom. Um, like Poor said, amazing, amazing, amazing. Number three, I've got The Great Escape, Larry June and Alchemist. You know what I mean? I never heard of Larry June before this joint, but, you know, I, I definitely rock with it every day. It's actually my my everyday wake-up alarm is is the joint 89 Earthquake. So, you know what I mean? I, I that, that wakes me up every day, so I rock with that joint. Um, number two, Spoil the... I mean, Spare the Rod, Spoil the Child, Ransom. So I'm on my Porsche joint now, where we putting two of the two people back to back projects um i think Rand is able to do this because Rand does a lot of eps so i don't feel like oh god here's ransom again it feels like oh good there's more because you know when you get done with director cut four and you've only got four songs or five songs you want more so i feel like that's my opinion like i feel like if you're gonna put out multiple albums in a year i'd rather you do ep so then kind of like at the end of the year we end up with you know, maybe 16 songs, which is basically almost like an album, almost, instead of trying to put out, you know, five and six albums like that. P, you were talking about his lyrics, and I was sitting in the car with Nay listening to this joint. Um, it's called Scapegoats with 38 Special and Shay Noir. And it just felt like a bar party, like just everything that they were saying. And I was explaining to Nay, he says, um, what we choose when what we choose to elaborate enterprise to incentivize no genocide i'm dirty as puff when he pushed genocide 
and I was just explaining and they like he's using no genocide but then he's coming back with I'm dirty as puff when he pushed genocide defend your pride you see me you see me shine popping off in the nightclub and then so it's like you see me shine but it's really talking about shine the MC was popping off in the club going back to the last bar of, you know dirty as puff when he pushed genocide and then when he said this thing he said we was like um what you got for me, I aim for your soul, but I am not Tory. I stop glory, I squeeze, even when I freeze, the cops caught me. Let's not bore me, I've been a drink champ before the ink stamps. These bullets interrupt when you speak and I call them shots Nori. So just the whole ink champ, I mean drink champs before the ink stamp that he comes back and my bullets interrupt when you speak and I call them shots Nori. The stuff that he does is just like, literally, if I was a rapper, I'd almost be like, I don't even want to do it anymore. Yeah, like, I, I don't even want to rhyme. Kill, I listen to Ransom and I'm like, how does his brain work? Because there is no way, if, if I just, I'm always at a loss for words because I just can't understand. I could sit here for 10,000 years and not come up with a bar that Ransom comes up with like this on every fucking album he puts out. Every yeah. album, every time. This guy is unreal. Superheroes, man. MCs are He's really the epitome of when we talk about quotables. Like, I'm constantly going back, like, what did he say? How, what did, how, like, you know, it's just amazing. So, Ransom. And then my number one is is Killer Mike, Michael. Um, Again, I've never been a big Killer Mike fan for the millionth time. That doesn't mean I didn't like Killer Mike. When When I talk about being a fan, I'm like, I'm excited for your album. I'm going to your shows, you know, all those things. Killer Mike, I always thought was dope. Running Jewels, Outkast, all that stuff. But never was like, I was never checking for Killer Mike. Like, oh, when's another Killer Mike album? So I was literally, I remember reading this article about this album and him paying for it out of pocket and I just saw no ID. If I see no ID, seeing no ID's name to me is like seeing Premier's name in 1995. I'm hype. Um, and this album has everything that I talked about. Quotables. Production is just big. I mean, great concepts, lyrics, choruses, everything. Michael, I mean, and it, it's not even close to like whatever is coming in second to, to this album. I felt like Killer Mike for me just owned this year. Um, Porsche, do you have any R&B stuff? Nope. All right. Voice um, an album? I don't think so, Kill. <laughs> 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 it's been a while since I've been I've been able to give the boys some love. So <laughs> yeah. here's the funny part. I was just out the other night with my man Bernard and my man Slayer, and Bernard loves Boys Man. I don't actually know. I need to introduce you to because he may love Boys Man more than you do, and I don't even think I've ever met anybody who loves Boys Man more than you do, but. Me and Slayer was just giving him hell, like when he gave us his top five and like Boys and Men's number one. It's just the look on his face, was like, nigga, why wouldn't they be number one? And I'm like, this is Porsche. Why wouldn't they be number one? Um, here's the thing with me with R&B. This was a rough year for me, too. I mean, you got Clear 2. I love Summer Walker. That Clear 2, um, Soft Life EP, I love it. Me and Naomi play it all the time. I love every song off that album. And I know he is canceled from here on out, but I. I that Love album, that Puff Love album, you know what I mean? Again, that album gave me the R&B. It gave, I mean, I, I listened to that album so much. I was in L.A. and I remember people telling me, yo, Kill, I think you, you... People were texting me like, yo, Kill, I think your Twitter got hacked. Niggas saying he loves Puff's new album. I'm like, no, it's, it's me. I, I'm not hacked. You know what I mean? It's actually me. Um, 
But I, I literally there I was listening to the album for three days and couldn't even get past song thirteen. Like that's how good the songs were. It just kept me listening over and over again. Um what I that didn't make your list. JR, what what did you think of that album? Are are you are you not oh, speaking no, of, I, on I, Diddy? I, I digged it. It was definitely the feeling of the album. He definitely gave you what he said the album was gonna be. He said it was gonna give you that nineties feeling and how we said in the beginning. Now, I knew how it was going in. So when I saw a lot of the people that was on it, I said, oh, how is this going to go? So then when I listened to it, I was like, oh, all right. I was like, okay, all right. He he definitely did what he said, and it gave you the feeling of that 90s, that, that R&B that we love. So it definitely right. had the feeling. So I dig I did it. All right. Um, slept on out. Porsche, what you got? Any slept on albums? Well, I think you named every album that dropped this year, so I don't know well, if there's in the room. Uh, the one that I would put for slept on is, and I say this because Sky Zoo's Mind of a Saint uh, that dropped, literally Sky Zoo and Kill were the two people that made me watch the entirety of that show, of Snowfall. Right. I see Sky Zoo drop this album, and I'm like, Mind of a Saint. I know this because I've seen people tweet about Snowfall and I'm like, fuck, I hadn't watched it. I literally hit up Kill and I was like, Kill, Sky Zoo just dropped a joint, Mind of a Saint. It's, I know it's Snowfall related. I haven't seen it. Kill goes, watch it. I literally binge watched that show and listened to the album and I was, so, I, I, just, I loved it. Sky Zoo is incredible to me. And um, I feel like when it dropped, everyone, there was like a little bit of a buzz around it. And then it really died off very quickly. And then nobody ever talked about it again, myself included. Um, so I, I really want to put that on my slept on joint because I thought it was very clever in a way that only Sky Zoo can do. Um, so yeah, that one. All right, that's it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you back you back the boys the men no more jodeci shit for you okay cool, cool. jr what about you slept on albums i got three okay um the first one um music soul child and hit boy mm, you told I me about that. that i still gotta tap in i, I, tap I in. definitely thought that was definitely slept on it surprised me because we talking about surprises or slept. right no i mean slept on is you know it's surprise. okay so it surprised me because first of all you got music soul child and hit boy Right, You're, even though I know Hit Boy has worked with R&B artists, yes, but mind you, we're still so into Nas's King disease, right? And that's where we're at. So it's like Music Soul Child's coming out with a record. It's like him and Hit Boy. How is that gonna work? And then when I heard it, I was like, I was going to Atlanta, and that's when I went to go holler at Vern, mm -hmm. and I was playing that on the plane, and I was like, yo. This joint is dope, you know what I mean? So I definitely, definitely, that was a, a definitely a sleeper for me. Like, I didn't even expect it to be high. Question, because I love having you on this show because you can answer all my R&B questions. Yeah. How many mics do you give music as a singer? Two. Okay. Two and a half. Yeah, two, two and a half, which is crazy because when I saw him at the room... No, what was really crazy is Portia's face when you said to... Two and a half. I thought JR. Well, I'm about to explain. I'm about to explain. Yeah, like I am. How are you not shocked? Dog. <laughs> I, I, I mean, JR be talking no, this no, shit. No, I'm just, listen to this. It shocked me because I saw him live, and I was fairly surprised. I was like, 
your music actually so to be honest it went from that's what i was gonna say it went from a two 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 and a half to a three to me i think he's cool that's so strange because i've heard people say he sounds horrible live he killed it at roots i was shocked myself because i mean you know music got hits for days right, right, right. you know what i mean and so i'm sitting there and i'm like because as a vocalist i've heard him live before and i was very disappointed i was like okay Ooh. but then i saw him at roots and i was like yo he up here singing singing which you know roots I mean? the roots picnic or what the roots picnic, oh, the roots yeah. picnic. okay the roots picnic and you know that with them sound being all because Bilal had to deal with that and we know Bilal can blow so for that and he going through the sound he actually sounded dope so i was really okay. shocked you know what I mean? Because I, I know I give music fever as a vocalist and I've seen him live so many times and it's like, oh. Right. You know what I mean? So then to see him kill it at Ruth's Picnic, I was like, all right. All right, okay. music. I don't know what vocal coach you got, but you all right. You know what I mean? So. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Who else you got? All right. Gareth Duncan. It's this guy. Gareth Duncan. Gareth Duncan. He is from the UK. And um, he is a fan of like, how did I get introduced? It was him, it was by Neltron, Timogen, and Sin. They uh, was like, yo, you need to check this dude out, see what he is. He gives you Stevie Wonder, he gives you Michael, he gives you Jamiroquai, uh, he gives you that type oh. of flavor. So I was like, all right, okay. cool, let me check him out. Yo, this dude is dope, you can tell. He's definitely thriller hotter than July Stevie. You know okay. what I mean? And it gives you that. And it's dope. Like it's so chill. He's a he's a multi-instrumentalist. So he's playing all the instruments and he's playing all that. And the, the album is called Welcome Home. And um Sin actually got it for me for my birthday. He got it for me because I was on Twitter talking about it. So he got it for me for my birthday, and I think that is such a slap on album. I think people need to check it out for real, for real. And the last one is Maida. When I hear or when I hear your name, I heard through the night, and I was like, I know I heard of this girl before. She was on the Terrell show. Okay. And I was like, what? I was like, oh, I knew, I knew her. I knew, I knew this voice. And in June. Her album came out and I was like, yo, let me let me check this out. I like it. Pharrell is on. Pharrell helped uh her. Um, she got like other producers on it. I it surprised the heck out of me. Cause I thought again, these are these new girls, you know, I'm gonna give them fever for real, for right. real. Cause I'm like, the vocals got to be right. Don't come in with that vibey shit. I'm not with all that. Like Right. Come in doing your shit, and when I listen to it, even though it's a vibe, but her talent really shines, and that's what I'm here for. And yo, she got a joint, uh, kissing new people with uh, Ty Dollar Sign. Um, she got a joint, uh, what is it, Clarity with Lucky Day, um, and Through the Night that she did with Free Nationals, and, okay. and that which I think is dope. The girl is dope. They did, she did, um, joint on, on Soul Train. And you could tell people don't know who she is, but they was like, yo, who is this girl? So I've been on her since like um, uh, June. So those are the three albums that really surprised me because I was like, whoa, you know what right. I mean? But I thought those dope, so yeah. All right, 
Uh, for me, I got Everybody Good by Black Milk. You know what I mean? Uh, very, very. I've never been a big Black Milk fan. You know, always thought he was dope, but I really, really rock with this album. Um, I also have Glorious Gift that was Black Thought in the L. Michaels band um, that seemed like just come and go. Like, and I mean, ports to your point with uh, Mind of a Say, I think it's just music in general. Like the way we digest music nowadays it's like it just comes and goes like you know what i mean my man mill said it a long time ago there's more of a build-up for the album you know if outcast said we're dropping the album next month for the next 30 days on twitter everything is outcast they're trending the album's gonna drop on friday and nobody's gonna be talking about it the following wednesday you know what i mean so i totally understand why artists don't want to make music because it's like i'm gonna take all this time and effort to put this great body of work together and then y'all are gonna forget about it by the following week um so that glorious gift i thought was dope and seven day beloved theory amir um very dope ep you know i wish it got promoted a lot more and got pumped a lot more i mean most people don't even know um it came out you know i mean people still ask me like yo where's the follow-up do you know the, the mixtape joining the beat there. I'm like, oh, you got that? And it was like, oh, I didn't even know it came out. You know what I mean? So um, it was my slept on. Pete, did anything disappoint you this year? Did you have your mind set on something that was going to be crazy and it didn't come through? Yeah, I love that you framed it that way because I think disappointment comes from expectation and I had none. Like I said at the beginning, I had no idea that my five current favorite MCs were going to drop all of these projects like now now let me try to get this blue rj Payne, trey amir who am i missing ransom ransom right oh. so like for me I, I didn't have any expectations and i only check for it's very difficult for me in the current climate of hip-hop to like venture off and listen to you know new artists that i've never heard of unless they're like co-signed or underground really or indie i love the indie um we're gonna get i mean if you if you ask the question i mean i'll bring that up but um so i wasn't disappointed because i didn't go into this year with any real expectations except for i was disappointed that dope boy soul didn't drop and that pete rock didn't actually drop that album and it's been in like should have been dropped according to me um so that was my only disappointment but that's just because it didn't happen rather than it did and i heard it and it wasn't good um so yeah no i i again like i said 2023 for me personally great great right. no doubt jr any disappointing albums for you yes one and that was janelle monet oh mm. no. i was so disappointed with that album i was ready for her because she's been three for three for me so when she was coming out i was like I already knew something wasn't right because she was doing a little bit too much extra shit for me. She was on a feral march. Yeah, like she was just doing too much. But I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. Janelle is an artist. This is what. Hold on for a second, y'all. For people watching, that wasn't a shot at feral march. Feral march has a song called Simon Says, where he says, "Girls rub on your titties." Janelle Monae's been running around with her titties out. That's why I said she was getting a feral march on before someone walks away with this saying, I was this and feral, or what does that have to do with feral? So I'm sorry, Jerry. That's so sad that you got to do that, but I get it, I get it. <laughs> that if you go back like two episodes of Apartment 5B, it was like salute to feral march. So let's not get it twisted. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. But it, it, I knew because one thing about Janelle, she, 
all of that she normally doesn't do. The music speaks. You know what I'm saying? Right. By her. So for me, I think, you know, when she came out with Dirty Computer, it was definitely because it was more of the visuals and all that. But when it got to this, I my mind kind of my eye kind of rose. I was like, oh, uh oh. What what are we doing? Is it more So were the songs bad, the beat, like what was what wasn't connected? A lot of people is loving it. For me, it's just not hitting. It was like okay. maybe two songs on this album that I like. You know what I mean? And and one of them is No Better. And No Better I love because the horns on it, the instrumentation of it all. That's what I love about Janelle. She brings instrumentation and she brings all of that. To me, it felt like just a summer album and you can party with it and it's and that's fine but it's it was kind of it didn't connect to me like the other three albums did so when it got here i was just like when it was finished i was like is that it like that's all i got what do you think janelle artist is uh, janelle monet is as an artist and the reason why i'm saying that is because i'm hearing you talking when you're saying you know as a summertime album for is that normally not her steez now keep in mind i love the last album the last album she had was zoe kravitz organized noise yeah. did some stuff love that yeah. last album but as a whole that's only janelle monet album i've listened to you know i've known the singles i remember when she used to dress like a butler and all that shit. but as a whole how would you say she is as an artist like what would be your explanation like janelle monet is if i had to i can actually compare her if you listen to her music she's giving you prince james brown and like she's like a female them and And that's not on this album to me it's not like i'm not getting what and that's what I'm, i'm a big I'm a big, like, I believe that if you're coming out with a, uh, an album, please give me something that I'm still familiar with that I love you about. Don't, like, I know you're an artist and I'm following you and I'm with you. As an artist, you're supposed to progress. You know what I mean? You're not supposed to give me the same thing like Portia said. You're not, I don't want to hear the same thing over and over and over again. You have to grow as an artist. But to me, I feel like this album that she has out now, I'm not getting any flavor of Dirty Computer. I'm not getting any flavor of Electric Lady. I'm not getting any flavor of, you know, uh, the Arch Android. I'm not getting any flavor of the Apocalypse. I'm not getting any of that. So okay. it's like, I know she's an artist, so I'm not going into it like, you know what? I know Janelle's an artist, so she's going to take me somewhere and I'm going to rock with it. This was one time where I was like, Nah, I, and and I haven't. I, I tried to go back and listen to it. You know, when you keep trying and trying, it ain't oh, yeah. working. It's right. not. It's not hitting. And I right. shouldn't have to do that. And I've never done that with any of her projects except this one. Let me ask you a question because we've talked about this before on previous ups. Um, gospel, gospel seems to was a big CC Winans fan. Everlasting Love album, um, loved it. Contemporary gospel was so hyped for CC's next album, Alabaster Box. I got it and I was like, what is this? And my OG was like, oh, is this is her praise and worship album. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't her contemporary gospel album. So it's like gospel artists will have their, this is my praise and worship album. This is my contemporary album. This is my traditional album. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, do you like, do you feel some kind of way in that 
scenario like cc or dyke would you understand like oh the, you know they have their phases and if so do you think other artists should be able to say like hey this is not my you know prince james brown album this is my fun titties out album you know like give you a heads up or so i guess the first question is how both you and porsche how do you feel about that like with a gospel artist because for me i was just like oh okay well then i just have to wait till her next contemporary album because that's what i like then i didn't hold those other albums her praise and worship of traditional album against her it just was like that's not for me i'll just wait till she comes back on a contemporary tip but what do you think Ooh, okay, when it comes to CeCe, I'm I'm a little biased with it because I like her better with her brother. And that was oh, very and, and, and even if we don't even if we don't say CeCe, but just as a gospel artist, yeah. you know, any of them, you know, that they may give you this album, that album. And again, I was like, I wasn't mad. I was just like, oh, okay, so this is praise and worship. Cool. I'll just catch up with her when she's back on my tip. But I wouldn't hold that against her. And I feel like with hip hop, I don't do that. It's kind of okay. like you made this album, oh, that's whack. That's a knockoff your discography right there. Where it may just been like, nigga, I was in my get money phase on this album. You know, or you know, I was in my get you know, I was on my strip club join this 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 go round. Do you feel like we should give artists that ability to say, Hey everybody, I know y'all love me, but this is my strip club album, don't hold it against me, or you know, what do, what do you think? I feel like we should. I mean, um, as artists, I mean you grow and you're not gonna be the same artist. That's why I love when y'all talk about Illmatic. It's like so many heads want an Illmatic all the time from Nas. You know what I mean? It's like, that's all. They want him to do an album with Premier, Law Professor, Pete Rock, all that. It's like, yo, no, you grow as an artist. You're not gonna be the same artist that you were when you first came out. So yes, do I think that you should, how Elise always say, follow your artists, trust them. You know what I mean? And I guess, going back to Janelle, I guess she was giving us y'all, this is what I'm giving y'all this album. So don't expect to get Electric Lady Arts Android. Don't expect that. Expect right. this. So it's like, okay, cool. I'm going into it like, oh, all right, cool. But then when I listened to it, it just didn't connect to me. It was like- Nah, I totally get it. Totally get it. Nah. Nah, totally I, I, it's not. But I want her to be the artist because that she's an artist. It's not right. like she's just a singer and then you'd have no artistry because you have a lot of right. singers that's just not artists. She's right. an artist. So it's like, oh, this is my bag I'm in. Cool, Janelle. It just, that didn't work for me. You know what I mean? Right. So I feel like our artists should do that. Really. I got another question for you about Janelle, but I want to go to Porsche first. Porsche, what do you think? Do you think artists should be given that leeway to say, hey, you know what? This is my strip club album, y'all. Like, I moved to Atlanta. I love strip I clubs. Do. I do. It's the same. It's kind of like when Pharaoh Monch did the 13 album. Right, right the it, rock album. Right, the, the rock album. Like, for me, I, di I didn't love that album at all. And I remember that was, like, when we talked about it that year, I was super disappointed. But that's what he wanted to do as an artist and it's the same thing on this side like you as an artist have the right and the creative control to do whatever you feel like doing and i'm with you kill i don't use i don't really put it as a knock against them as an artist it's just that wasn't for me so when you want to come back to like Monch, like if when you want to come back to rap like i'm gonna jump on that joint like i i, I can't wait to listen to it but a rock right. album is gonna be for me a gospel album isn't gonna be for me or vice versa like it just isn't right. 
Right. It's funny you said that the artist has creative control. I forgot who I was talking to on Twitter. And they were saying, oh, the artist has total control to do whatever they want. I said, you are 100% right. And I got 100% right not to like the shit they do either. So right. you're right. We, we both, we are both. I'm not knocking nobody for what they do. Just understand that I and some of your fan base uh, may not rock with it. Um, I think Fab did a great. My biggest beef has always been just give us what we want. So it got to a point when Fab would do the soul tapes. That's where I felt like the backpackers and the underground got what they wanted from Fab. It wasn't going to come from the out. You know what I mean? Um, so I think that's the big thing for me is just giving me a heads up. I think who did a great job of it? Gangstar. When Guru did Jasmine Taz, he was very specific to say this is not a Gangstar out. So when you got Jasmine Taz, none of us were disappointed because we went in knowing exactly what it was. Since I'm getting with Donald Bird, I'm getting with like Mr. Smith, I'm getting with you know these jazz musicians and we are doing some hip-hop jazz fusion album and i remember it coming out and nobody was disappointed but i know if guru did not put that out there and people went into jasmine's ass thinking this was going to be gangstar part two everybody would have been disappointed we would have hated the album do you think that's the same thing with andre 3000 and his flute album Oh, we're going to talk about this goddamn flute album. We are. Trust me. I, I was waiting this for this. We're not talking about this goddamn flute album. Um, <laughs> no, I'm sorry, but what was the question? No, no, no. I was going to say, is that the same thing? Because Andre, right before the release, came out and said, hey, by the way, there's no bars on this album. I'm not rapping. Right, right. So people who then listen to it prior to Yeah, it, yeah. Prior definitely. I definitely think that helped. I mean, I think you have to give people that warning. You know what I mean? Like, you have to say, hey, everybody, I'm a vegan now. This is all vegan mac and cheese for Thanksgiving. Like, you can't <laughs> spring that on them while they eating the mac and cheese. Like, something don't taste right. Oh, yeah, that's just, it's all vegan now. Like, you got to give me the heads up. So I think 3000 did a great job of that because I think the, I, I think it would have been a total flip of everybody loving this album to people crucifying him if they all, you know, Went yeah. to bed on Friday night, woke up, you know, I mean, Thursday night, woke up Friday morning, popping this in the, I'm still thinking of popping a CD and playing on the MP3 or playing an Apple, you know, the album and not hearing no bars and hearing a nigga sound like he's in third grade playing a recorder. So, but I do think that definitely helps. So I think this should be that. Um, for me, I was totally disappointed in this AZ Buckwild, truth be told. We, we talked about it earlier. I really had really high high expectations for this and again this is no knock on people but you know me I, I i say what i feel um i mean when i sit back and think i have to really ask myself when is the last time i heard a banging beat from buckwild and we may be going back to like i don't want to go back as far as whoa i like the joint he did on uh game's first album um i think it was like the last song on the album but I gotta keep them. I think sometimes we get caught up. Or I'll speak for myself. I get caught up in '95 Buckwild, and it's not 1995 anymore. It's 2023. You know what I mean? And I probably haven't heard a Buckwild bang because there's nothing for people watching. When I hear crazy beat, that makes me want to come upstairs and make a beat. You know what I mean? And Buckwild has made a beat like that recently. He's got a, a joint with Saigon and Benny. That's crazy, just crazy. Um, but just just nothing like this on this album for me um conductor and conway put out a project i think i'm just tired of conway i think you know he just he's one of those people who 
he's the flip of Ransom and JR and RJ Payne. I don't think he can drop three, four, five albums, you know, a year. He just can't do it. My man did a video uh, reviewing this album, and I mean, he had it peg on. It was like Conway uses his template, like, do some shooting. I'm at an NBA game, like, filling the NBA player's name. I got a bad bitch. I'm about to fuck her. Like, it's literally the template. And it's crazy because after watching his review of the album, then listening to him, it's like, yo, this nigga really does follow this template. So it, it's tired. Conductor, I hate that goddamn fucking drop. He got conductor. We have a problem. It's like, please stop doing that. Like, stop. It's just overkill. So that was it. And um, it's funny. I, 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 I won't even listen. I guess I need to listen to this album. I can't speak on it because I haven't heard it, but I've heard everybody say how horrible Busta Rhymes album is. I can't speak on it personally. I'm the internet. Everybody like it's I, terrible. I haven't heard it. I heard this song that he's got with Benzino's daughter with the Ain't No Nigga, and I'm like, if it sounds like this, I'm good. But again, maybe this is Busta. He just gave us the Big Bang Theory or whatever the last album was called that I love. You know? E-L-E. The, yeah, you know, whatever the hell it was, um, yeah. they had like 108 songs on it. But right. <laughs> maybe he's in it. Maybe he's in his young boy bag now. Like I don't know. Maybe that's where he wanted to go. So I can't hold it against him. Now I do want to run down the amount of albums that came out this year. Oh, you know what? Before I do that, let's do this. Porsche, you love this year. How many mics are you giving 2023? Four and a half. Four and a half. God damn, you are. Listen, like I said, I like. I have nothing to complain about. Right. I feel you. I feel you. You're, you're five yeah. produced this year. And you're still going to have Blue and Knots tonight. And, yeah. you know, so you still got that coming. Gerald, how many mics are you giving this year? A four. Wow. Okay. 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 I'm not I'm in the R&B world, though. I'm in the right. 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 I'm, 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 I'm closing out this year on a two and a half. Damn. Like, I was really this because this is what I want to do. I want to list the albums that came out this year Crooked Eye, Dear California, Sky Zoo and the Other Guys, Mind of the Saint Styles P, um, uh, Calm Wolf is Still a Wolf, Crooked Eye, Joel Ortiz, Jeff KLAX, Rome Streets and Big Ghost, Shane Noir and Big Ghost, Mad Kami and God Fahim, To Live and Madly, Liberation 2, Conway and Joe Skis, Knowledge the Pirate, Daz Dillinger, Little Easy E, Little Wayne. Currency and Jermaine Dupree, Fat Lip of Blue, Lloyd Banks, Conway Won't He Do It, MC8, Lessons 2, Stag Selector, Currency and Harry Fraud, Conway, Conway Drumworks the album, uh, The Mussolini and Ninth Wonder, Black Milk Everybody Girl, Earl Sweatshirt and Alchemist, 38 Special and Conway, uh, Playing Asian Apollo Brown, Nas Magic 3, Rome Streets, uh, Drake, Guilty Simpson, West Side Gun, and then you pray for me, Crooked Eye and Joel again on Prosper, Sheik Loose. Uh, Gorilla Wing Five, Lloyd Banks, Halloween Habit Four, Jeezy. I might, but I um I might forget, but I don't forget. Rick Ross and Meek Mills, Drake, Scary Hours, Busta Rhymes, Jay Z, Buck Wild, Elzai. Oh no, Conductor and Conway. It's a lot of albums, and everybody is frozen. No, I'm not. Oh, I'm good. You're not frozen. Okay, okay. I, I thought you were frozen. I'm, I'm like, good. okay. I'm good. All right, no, I'm, still I'm frozen. Like, I'm All right, cool. Saying- I would now I'm good because I would just say like, right. damn, have you listened to all of those? Look back in. Yeah, you're still frozen, Pete. Um, kick me out. Walk all right, back in. all right, I'll kick you out. Um, I was I, I was I was asking you like, did you listen to all of those? 
I didn't listen to. There's no way in hell I could have listened to. Well, you know what? Yeah. Now, <laughs> what, now what I've learned, what I've learned, maybe a good 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Now I said something because somebody was like, "How do you listen to all this music that comes out?" And he said, "If it's dope enough, it will find its way to." Me. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how I've been living my life. Like I'm like, if it's dope enough, it will find its way to me. How did we kick out Porsche and we brought in Rel? Right. Rel's in the building. <laughs> <laughs> Porsche just left. UK more. Like, look at that. Um, we're, we're we're talking about all the albums that came out this year, and we'll we'll come back around to you and get everything. A uh, matter of fact, before I keep going, Jr., I'll, I'll put a pin in that. Rel, right. what are your top five albums this year? I mean. All right, I'm being honest, so not a lot of good albums came out this oh year. Oh my God, you been killed, Jesus! But go ahead. So I got Killer Mike John. I got Magic Three. I got the Glorious Game, the Black Thought John. I got uh, Weird Bulls album, Diddy's Joint. Um, and I got uh, surprisingly Lil Wayne and Two Chainz album was pretty good. Okay. All right. Five. All right. How many mics you giving this year? One and a half, two. <laughs> we here. Porsche Jr. just gave me like four and a half, and I'm like, I'm gonna be the odd man out and hit you with a hard two, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I wanna, I wanna hear like Jr.'s. Pick so uh, maybe you can put me on to something because for real, it, it went. Well, keep it on his are all RB. Even still, I, I go for Damn. that. I, I would go for that because on the hip hop side, it's been yo, everybody's right. been saying this. What, but 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 hold tight. So, back to what I was saying, JR. Well, I had just listed like 70 albums that came out this year, and mm-hmm. JR was like, Did you listen to all of them? I'm like, Nah, but the great thing I love about Twitter is people love to school me on hip hop. So, if something is dope, trust me. Somebody, if any of these albums I just named were crazy, right. trust me. Niggas would have been on my head like, yo, you ain't heard the blah, 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 blah. And you ain't heard this. And you ain't heard that. Like, I was telling them earlier, and I said a minute ago, like, if it's dope enough, it'll find mm-hmm. Like, and to be honest, that's how I got put on the Drake years ago. Because I was like, again, y'all know me. You got a perm. I'm like, this Drake, light-skinned, pretty boy, man. This nigga can't rob. But... Everybody kept telling me about Drake. People in church was telling me about Drake. Drug dealers was telling me about Drake. People with nine to five jobs was telling me about Drake. So I was like, damn, you know? And to me, that's what I mean. If it's dope enough, it'll find its way to me. None of these things I heard anything positive about. And a lot a lot of them I listened to, I may have thumbed through, but you've got like I said, Crooked Eye and Joel dropped two albums this year. Look, Lloyd Banks dropped two albums. This year. Now I heard those were crazy and I haven't tapped into that. I have that is somebody who has that people have told me about. You need to go listen to Lloyd Banks. But to me, this album this year was really disappointed. Well, I've been waiting to talk to you. The AZ Buckwild album. What do you think about it? I can't give a fair assessment because I only listened to it fully through like one and a half like one and a half times. So I can't really judge it right now. I, I like some of the stuff I heard, but I can't give a real fair fair assessment on it you know what i'm saying um okay. you, have you listened to it thoroughly yeah I, I i mean three mics you know what i mean but i i'd given a breakdown of using Nas's kd3 as to what i want from an album right you know 
whether it be, you know, the concepts. I mean, we talked about the five ingredients of our album and I was like saying with Nas KD3, I need quotables. And from the door, I was hearing quotables. You know what I mean? It didn't take five, six, seven listens. It was like from the first time when that nigga said, you know, sometimes I text over like, nigga, it ain't over. Like, I was like, oh shit, like first listen. Or when he's like, you know, premiere album still might happen. You know, what would make Pete Rock act like that? The type of thing that would make me get rap right back. Like, from the door. So it's not even like I got to listen to it five times to get it. These were like quotables I was getting from the door. Like, the nigga made an anthem with done. Like, my Queens niggas love that shit. Like, the choruses are dope. I'm not getting any of that from AZ and Buckwild. You know, I'm not. And here's the thing. A is, most people put A up there. Not saying he's with Nas, but when you think of Nas, you think AZ. Like, to big the J is like Nas to AZ. You know what I mean? So... For Nas to be able to do this, it's like, okay, AZ, boom, you got Buckwild. Like, you know, my knock has always been your beats, but then we were just saying before you came on, I don't know the last time I heard a Buckwild beat that was really crazy. Yeah, I, yeah, I, don't, I, I like Buckwild, but in 2023, I don't know if right, right. I'm checking for Buckwild. Like, I would have been more intrigued by a Jake One in, in uh, AZ album. I would have been more intrigued. And here's the thing. I just think there's something about Nas and Hip Boy making music together. I, I don't know if Buckwild and AZ came together. I mean, they both in New York, so they probably did. But I just felt like the singing in it wasn't hitting. Like, I just felt like KD3 is like, here, this is how you make a fucking album. Like, these are, the, these are the boxes you need to check. You know, and if you haven't checked those boxes, then we got to keep recording. We got to go back and try again. So my, my five ingredients will tell you why I feel like how I feel about the albums that came out this year. All right. Um, did you over that yet? Five yeah, yeah, but but yeah, but what you got? Mine is um sequencing. Um portions. And I just think that's a a very slept on It's a lost art. The lost art, there you go. A lost art. You know what I mean? Um and I you know, I got examples of like a perfectly sequenced album. Um, it's an old album, but I think Midnight Marauders is the perfectly sequenced album. You know what I'm saying? Um, album length. Um, That's a good one. Too many songs, too much filler. You know what I'm saying? Um, you're getting a lot of that now. Of course, lyrics and quotables um, is another thing. Beats is another thing. Um, those are like a given and then features mm. too many not enough and who are you featuring like those mm. you know those are the things and in the past you said in the past three years an album that I think fit all that was Daytona for me mm. Mm. I think Daytona was sequenced well so, uh, length you could it could maybe could have been a long album, but the seven was song. You just, it just was perfect. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, the, we got quotables out the. You got quotables from the door from, from the, the first, first time. time. From the first line, you got quotables, the beats and the features. You know what I'm saying? All of that. So those are my five, and I'm not. We're not getting that. A lot of a lot of these albums, the sequencing is horrible. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I feel like how I feel about some of this stuff that has came out. And I think, well, I, you're basically just co-signing everything. Um, what I was saying, and I was saying like, 
maybe people don't care about any of these things and they want they just want to hear beats and, and bars you know what i mean and if so then i can see why you know like people like I, again i just named like i had to rattle off at least 50 some albums that came out this year from mcs i'm talking about crooked eye i feel like crooked eye has the ability to make a five mic album he's an incredible mc yeah. sky zoo same thing i'll speak same thing crooked and joel twice I should get five mic albums from these dudes. Rome Street. Sky Zoo's Life of a Saint, my expectations were like through the yeah, roof. And I think that's why I was disappointed in it because yeah. my expectations, being a Snowfall fan, was probably out the window. But again, I never, I've never been a fan of Sky Zoo's beats, which is why I love Retropolitan with Pete because I feel like the other guys or whoever they did that with, I'm not, I'm not walking away with anything beat wise. You know what I mean? And again, my album of the year was Killer Mike. I can't tell people how incredible that album was because it made me a fan of somebody who has been out for over... Killer Mike was on that day in the whole world. That shit came out like 2000. Like, mm -hmm. you know, so for, for somebody who's been in the game 23 years to make me a fan in your 23rd year, that says a lot. You know what I mean? So... Again, I think we're on the same wavelength, just currency. I mean, Lloyd Banks, I still got to listen to Lloyd. I haven't listened to that. Earl Sweatshirt and Alchemist, 38. I hear 38 Special and Conway. I'm like, oh, this is five my album with their eyes closed, you know? And it's not, you know? So again, for people out there watching, if, if again, it's expectations. If I tell people, if you're going, if you're looking for a wife and you're going to the club every night, and you're just finding whores and shit like that, you're disappointed. But for the nigga who's just trying to smash, he's happy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So this is why two different people could go to the same club and one can be like, yo, I had a ball. Another nigga like, nah, I ain't nothing. That was a whack night. This is how, because of your expectations and what you're wanting from people. Um, so I, I don't know if artists can't do it anymore. I don't know if artists care to do it anymore. We talked about how an album only lasts you seven days nowadays. So as an artist, do you want to put your whole life and seven, eight months of your life into an album just to have people listen to it for four days and then be like, OK, what's next? You know, so I don't know. Do you have um, any disappointed albums this year? Were there any albums that disappointed you this year? Yeah. Buster. We <laughs> talked about that. I, I haven't heard it yet, but I've just heard everybody say that is disappointing. And I can see from the look on your face. You're, He's bad, bro. Break weed, break weed up on it. The CD. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so bad, yo. So bad. Wow. It's it's bad, yo. Yeah. <laughs> that that's. You see the features? I saw the features. I was like, this yeah. could be bad. I saw the features, and then I saw like Timbaland and Swiss name, Swiss Beats name in it, and I was like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna I'm pass on this one. I'm gonna, this is gonna be a hard pass." And I've, I've heard nothing good to to say that that uh, we should keep going. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this year. Um, you know, Andre's flute album. All right, here's the thing. And I want to make sure everybody hears me loud and clear out here. I have no problem with Andre 3000 making a flute album. ASR 10, Word is Bond to Jesus. Make a bongo album. Make an album breathing. Deadass. Like, yo, yo, 
Here's the thing. I heard his when I heard Killer Mike's album and I saw 3000 was on it, I was hyped, I was ready. I heard his bars and I was like, this ain't it, my nigga. If if this is what you got now, I'm good. Go play the flute, man. Because I was not blown away by his feature on Killer Mike's album. And I thought I was gonna be. So I get it. When somebody's telling you they don't want to rap, everybody out there, listen to, listen to them. Yes. You don't make them do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. dude, if you ever, I'm sure, if you ever had a homeboy who's like, yo, I don't feel like going to the club tonight, it's like, nah, come on, let's, let that nigga stay home. Just yeah. let him stay home. Because all he's going to do is ruin your fucking night, all night bitching about the club. So if somebody yeah. tells you they don't want to do something, just let them not do it. You know what yeah. I mean? So this has nothing against 3,000. My beef was with the fans. My beef was with the people who I've, I've been on Twitter for 15 years. I've never heard people talk about meditating ever, ever. Now that 3000 is out, oh, I mean, oh this is the album I meditate to. Hold the fuck up. Wait, what? Like, when? When? How? How did you, how have I known you for 15 years? You have never said the word meditation. And I never saw the word meditation so much across my timeline after 3000. People, I've never even heard one person on my timeline ever talk about a flute. Ever. Never. Never existed. Dead ass. Now, Andre is like, I'm playing a flute. Everybody's like, oh, the flute is such a soothing instrument. Do you fuckers understand that flutes have been around since the beginning of time? Like, have you? Like, again, now 3000 has invented the flute. You know? So that Tuesday when they were talking about, oh, the album's coming, I'm like, okay, well, yo, check out some Bobby Humphrey. Check out some Herbert Law. Like, there are some, here are some real flute players that you guys should listen to because at the end of the day, do we even know if this nigga can play the fucking flute? That's do we even know? For. Okay. Right. Because right. I'm like, yo, guess what? Since all you fuckers love flutes now, let's give Bobby Humphrey some love. Let's give some real flute players some right. love out here. Right. You know what I mean? One dude told me, hey, no disrespect to Mr. Humphrey, but it's it's all I care about is Andre 3000 on the flute. And I'm like, well, one is not Mr. Humphrey. It's Mrs. Um, but at the end of the... So I was just more upset with the people who were loving on this album like it was the most amazing thing in the world. If we're keeping it a buck, then it sounds like someone playing, a third grader playing a recorder. Before you learn how to play the flute, you usually get started on the recorder. That's what it sounds like. T said, hey, what does the album sound like? I played her the first song, and then I played a Harlem River Drive by fucking Bobby Humphrey. And you can see the vast difference. But I can understand this. People who don't listen to a flute, maybe the shit sounded good. Trust me, after you see Bobby Humphrey or hear Bobby Humphrey, you will never listen to Andre 3000 again. So that was my problem with people. Pete Rock is acting like it's the greatest thing ever. Oh my God, we needed this album. No, the fuck we didn't, Pete. We need the goddamn Amir album. That's what we need. We need you to promote the fucking Amir album the way you're fucking talking about Andre 3000. We're keeping it a buck. That's what the fuck we need. Okay? That is what we need, Pete. That's what we need, Mr. Phillips, Mr. Rock, whatever you want to go by. That is what we need. Okay? And here's the, here's the problem Andre 3000 was quoted today. I don't even know the notes I'm playing. About him playing the flute. That's what he said. But you know what, Ralph? Here, but here's the problem. Here's the problem. There's another reason I have a problem with people because it's the name. That is what this is all about. Because I promise you, on my soul, on every pair of Jordans I own, I promise you, if you came to my studio and I was playing Andre's album and you had no idea whose album this was, and I said, This is me and Ralph's new album. And we want to play the flute. And we don't even know what notes we're playing. 
you fuckers ain't letting us get past the first song before you're gonna tell me <laughs> turn that shit on. Okay? Nobody's gonna be in the studio session fucking with their legs folded, meditating, doing no goddamn hot yoga. Y'all gonna tell us tell that shit off, turn that shit off, and 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 play some fucking real shit. But when Andre three thousand does it, oh, I meditate. Oh, I can do hot yoga to this. Oh God, I can. Oh, I I, I just my my soul is so at peace because of this album. I can't. I can't. It it, it it's it's literally pathetic to me at a certain point because one chick was talking about. You know, my spirit is just so in turmoil over all the music that's out. So this Andre 3000 music gives me something different. Do you do? Do you motherfuckers know that there's jazz been around forever? Do y'all know that there's been gospel around forever? If if hip hop music is bothering your soul, contact me. I will give you so many incredible people to listen to that can put your, your mind at ease and put your spirit at rest. So to make it sound like this Andre 3000, I wouldn't be shocked if he's not nominated for a Grammy. I wouldn't be shocked if the motherfucker won. And like you just said, bro, he doesn't even know what notes he's playing. But because Andre 3000 says that, that's what's going to make this album so ingenious because people yeah. love the album. He only basically he's saying, I don't even know what the fuck I'm doing, y'all. And y'all <laughs> motherfuckers are so fucking stupid. I'm going to tell you I know what I'm fucking doing. How dumb would you have to be to get in a fucking car with somebody who says, you know what? I don't even know how to fucking drive. You're like, I'm going to let you go. Because you're Andre 3000. Let's just drive to fucking Atlanta from fucking Baltimore and you can't fucking drive. That's what Andre's telling y'all, but y'all want to meditate too. So here's that. Any other thoughts of, of, of the flute album? <laughs> I just spent, I, listen, I heard that it was dropping. I just put like a row of emojis laughing. It dropped, those same emojis appeared. All I could do was just laugh and I still laugh because. Andre 3000 spent the last like 15 years listening to fans want so desperately a rap album from him. And he said, not only am I not going to do a rap album, I'm going to pick an arbitrary instrument that I walked around airports with and took pictures with people with. Then I'm going to put that on wax, release it, and then tell you guys I had no idea what I was doing. And you guys are going to eat it up. Because he the fuck up. The funniest thing is they said this was the highest um selling hip hop album. It's not hip hop, but you know, but and that's amazing. Like again, and again, this is nothing against three thousand. I just want the same love when I decide I no longer want to sample and I'm just gonna play the bassoon all day long. So um Everybody out there watching, Google bassoon because I know some of you fuckers don't even know what a bassoon is. You know what I mean? So go Google it. Uh, the same way y'all didn't know what a flute was before three thousand. Um, but my challenge to people in twenty twenty four is: listen to the music and judge the music, not the artist. That's all I'm saying. So if you honestly, in your heart of hearts, could look me in my eyes and tell me that if me and Rel dropped that same out, y'all would be giving it this much love. We know that I'm good, but y'all know y'all fucking can. Y'all know y'all can. Y'all know y'all can. Y'all know y'all fucking can. So y'all know y'all can. Has anybody you listened I mean? to it on this panel? Anybody listened to it? I've heard bits and pieces of it. I, and it, it. I wasn't gonna do it. So no, nah, I'm, I'm like the flute is not pleasing to my ears as an instrument. <laughs> um, so you know what also is not pleasing to your ears? If you don't like the flute, somebody who doesn't know how to fucking play a flute. 
really but, isn't gonna be uh, good for your ears. Fruit is good if it's I don't know, like mixed with nature sounds and like doing a nature sort of thing. That, that's kind of what the album is. Like to me, this album is more like an app. Well, like it's like a meditation app. In the background, you can hear a waterfall going. So it kind of like right, right. the sound of the flute. You know what I mean? Right. And typically I like flutes made out of bamboo and they're like played by Tibetan, like, I don't know, residents and-, and Yeah, this, that's and, not 3000. And it's just this album, the parts that I've heard, I'm like, I'm so very good on this that I, <laughs> you guys listen to it and I'll just listen to you and laugh because I just find it so comical. I, and, well, I think what's kind of harmful to my soul is when I see people my age capping for this album because people my age came up in an era where we could see Big Daddy Kane doing Taste of Chocolate and Prince of Darkness and being able to say, no Kane, that's whack. You know what I mean? And Big Daddy Kane, for somebody my age, was the equivalent of Andre 3000. And we were able to say, no matter how much we love Kane, no matter how much we love Raw, set it off, ain't no half-stepping, just rhyming with Biz, lean on me, that nigga, this ain't it. This ain't it. You know what I mean? And Taste of Chocolate wasn't even as bad as this goddamn flute out. You know? But it's kind of just like, I guess somebody said, Kill, I guess if you're on a deserted island and somebody gives you, you know, some, some a Big Mac, you'll tear that shit up and it'll be the best cheeseburger you ever had because you're on a deserted island, you know? So maybe that's what it is. But that was that flute album. Uh, 50th, hip hop's 50th birthday. What were some of your favorite moments of this year? Well, I was saying earlier, I was kind of disappointed in this year because I fought with this being the 50th that people would have really gotten their bag this year. Like, we would have got Supreme Clientele Part 2. We would have finally got Money Waters 2. Like, people would have been like, yo, we are dropping some shit this year to celebrate hip-hop. And that is not what the fuck we got. Um, what what are your, some of your memories of the 50th? Did you, did you enjoy anything? The concert, you know, up at Yankee Stadium? Um, Yeah, the concert was cool. One thing that really stood out for me is the thing um, that Mass Appeal did for Scarface and Rakim. Um, right. Like, that, that's something, like, like we talk about with hip-hop, and we be like, man, I don't know if that's possible. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. to, to, to look out for the the legends, you feel what I'm saying? And for that to happen, I think that was... That was like monumental, like you know. Now, can you can you school me on exactly what happened? I read the like I saw the headlines that they were doing like a retirement or a health plan for Face and Rakim. I know Face was dealing with health issues specifically. Was Rakim dealing with something like? How did they pick these two people? Now to- that, that that part I don't know. I just know it was a, a a a good sum of money given to them as well. Um, okay. Um. And then the thing, uh, something with the health for for Scarface, which right, you know, a lot of the you know, like when you when you're like a, a NFL player, NBA player, and you've been playing long enough, you get your pension, and you after that you're done, you get those, you still get those, you know, those health. But for hip hop, like it's not like that, you know what I'm saying? For for artists, and a lot of these artists are going through stuff and they and I feel like like they've entertained us for all these years and then when it, when they get older it's like 
they get pushed to the to the to the side and you don't know what's going on with them and they getting sick and they don't have the the health care and all that stuff so i think this was like a step in the direction of looking out for our legends i don't know how he picked those two i mean those are two good people to pick um and there's so many more you know right. but i just think it's a step in the right direction at least an attempt like a lot of people talk and don't do shit you know what i'm saying right. an attempt to to do do right by our our legend so i thought that was that was big um yeah that's definitely yeah. dope that's definitely yeah. dope porch what about you anything stand out from the 50th yeah um angie martinez's iconic um documentary about big yeah that life after that was something that was incredible um, yeah after death um i thought it was just such a highlight um I love that we got yet another documentary, but this time it was just so different. Um, it was just presented differently, and it was it was it was really really special um, that she did that, and I I really appreciated that. Um, another thing I like I don't know if this is specific to the 50th year, but I do want to um, talk about it. Is I really got to shout out the indie artists this year. Um, I I think that everyone did such a good job of, and I'm talking like. I am God, Rel, like, um, what up, Fern, um, you know, like just everybody numbed, like Furious Styles, like all the people that we sort of rock with, um, Vegas, like DJ Rec One with his sets on Twitch, like every, I feel like everyone really kind of showed up and showed out for themselves and for art and for creativity. And I, really was so impressed with the amount of people who um you know linked their their band camps and you know did listening parties and um backwood sweetie did one and you know like it's just i i got exposed to a lot more of my independent artists creatives um that i follow like my followers that do that that i just really appreciated this year for that as well i felt like it was a really nice dose of really dope art that I was, um, you know, exposed to. So I, I really have to shout them out for that. I thought that was super special this year, more so than any other year that I remember, really. Um, you know what, hold Let me hold you for a second. That's an amazing point that you just made. It really is. That's why and I was I, like, I don't even know where to go after that. <laughs> and I really, it, it really has me checking myself on where we really need to be putting our radar where we need to start moving towards um because you're absolutely right and i i don't know why i don't know if because they're my friends i don't know if it's because when i do these shows maybe it's just embedded in my you know from doing this for 10 years that the the, the foundation of these shows was to give how did we look at the major artists how did they coming to this year because again I've been doing this shit for 10 years so 10 years ago there was no band camp there was no distro kid you know these arts weren't moving like this and maybe we need to more move towards the direction because Rel and I are talking about how disappointed we were from the major artists but then when you're naming all the indie peoples that dropped some incredible projects then we're not disappointed listen Indie, indie carried the year for me um and and that's evident in the um albums that made my top five really um rj Payne, fully independent um amir independent artist sort of i mean signed to true soul but he's kind of indie um tracy lee independent blue 
independent. He signed to Old Soul Music, which is uh, owned by L'Orange, which is an independent label. Um, so for me, indie really shined. Um, I there was no nobody that I can. I mean, ex except for Killer Mike. I mean, comes from a background of you know commercial sort of machine and all that, but mostly for me um i i like i said i really really have to take the time to shout out these people because i feel like i was able to be so much more exposed to artists that i wasn't exposed to as much last year like and then not only that dj rec one with his twitch sets i mean he did birthday sets yeah. for he did um hip hop 50th set he did like so much stuff and then Vegas like you know he had a whole new entire podcast drop like we just had so much um culture and so much art bubble up from the indie world that I just yeah love it again 4.5 mics for me this year you just made me realize something I approached this topic wrong yeah me too like I'm sitting here like approach this topic all wrong because now that you what you just said like those I mean, indie I, albums I, I, that I listen to are better than the albums of the mainstream people. And I'm not talking about my own. I'm talking about just the pe a lot of people you named. And I didn't even... I went just mainstream and mm -hmm. I shouldn't have. Now that you... That was that was a good, good point. Like, that just opened my eyes a little bit because now I approached this topic wrong because I had a, a one and a half, two mic grade for this year hip hop wise, but that's just mainstream. I didn't even Right. Yeah, I think and, I and, think and, and, and y'all and, and this is my goddamn co host. Don't nobody out there try to trade for, don't nobody try and poach that ass. <laughs> don't know, don't <laughs> nobody the price of the brick done going up. Okay, Marlo. Don't try to take my co host, okay? No, no, but what I'm saying is like like you guys here, the three of you actually, JR with R and B reps kill with the production rel with the albums like mm -hmm. as a fan i mean i always say like I, i'm just a fan like i'm kind of i have no talent but i consume all of your guys's talent and for me like really indie artists need to like recognize that they're sort of carrying these years that mainstream Ooh. is kind of letting us down and i don't know i mean i mean that's a giant kind of surprise for me it was not a surprise really but what surprised me was i've been following yes, a lot yes. of these people for a long time but i really we, 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 we get it you got the collection plate you got it you did wish that we should cash app just put it out there for everybody but, watching. We should uh, cash app. Cash app. i don't buy spend it on your favorite artists on Bandcamp. Except for there's she no more Fridays this year, so really let's go 2024. Damn, she not missing. She is not missing today. Right. 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 Porsche know about Bandcamp Friday like she is an artist. Artists don't know about Bandcamp Friday as well as Porsche knows about Bandcamp Friday. And I have people, you know, shouting me out for like, thanks for reminding us about Bandcamp Friday. I love to do that because I think that artists, I know you guys are so busy. You guys just put your music out there for consumption, not really thinking about the return of investment for you guys. And I just, as a fan, always want to make sure that what, like if I'm going to purchase your music, why the hell do I want Bandcamp to process and administration feed me 11% that you guys can get in your pocket. So I think it's super important to be on that. So I've taken it as a responsibility to 
remind everybody when Bandcamp Fridays happen. And I, I hope to do that again for 2024. So that's very dope. That's very dope. Um, shit, I don't, I don't even remember what we were fucking talking about. We're talking um, about the fiftieth. Um, Jr. Any, uh, any memories from the fiftieth year? Mean, hip-hop y'all, y'all stand out some good ones. Um, the only, uh, only one that I can think of after y'all is to actually for the Grammys to do a fifty year of hip hop to me. For them to even do that, and in '89 we didn't even go. You know what I mean? Like we was like, "Fuck the Grammys! They don't respect us." So, and 50 years later of hip hop, they did a whole big special on just hip hop and had, you know, who I forgot who performed. It was LL Common, MC Light, yeah, everybody did it. And so for the Grammys to really respect hip hop as what it is, and they didn't before. And they give us a little bit more respect. I think that that was a big moment in hip hop for me. Yeah. My thing for the 50th is almost kind of the flip of it. What pissed me off was people who never talk about hip hop were talking about hip hop. I remember me I was seeing people. Like an hour about this. Yeah, I was seeing people on my IG, and these are motherfuckers that I know, and I called niggas out on this shit too. It's kind of mm-hmm. like don't don't talk about hip hop on his 50th and you ain't got shit across your IG any other day about hip hop like niggas like oh this is how I broke this is how I learned how to break dance and this is when I used to rock why why, why are you telling me this shit now (laughs) because you don't say the shit any other day so just don't say shit don't join the party don't come to the party don't be a bandwagon hopper don't do that if you love hip hop you would see it I would see it on your timeline I ain't saying you gotta beat me but somewhere across your timeline, I would see you talking about hip hop, and I don't. So, don't don't do that. That's some fake ass shit. But what do I expect? Fake ass people in this world. So, but that's some nut ass shit. That's some Philly nut ass shit to me. To there ain't never nothing on your timeline. Ain't nothing on your stories. Ain't nothing about hip hop. And now it's the fiftieth birthday. Now you fucking want to be hip hop? Nah, I'm good. We don't fucking need you. I don't know if you saw Rel when uh, fucking Wallow was like, nah, I'm going to be a good Eagles fan this year. I ain't going to jump ship. Nah. Get me like, we don't fucking need you. Nope. We're right. good. Hip hop, we good over here, y'all. We don't need y'all ass. We don't, I don't want to know your stories about why you used to beatbox. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Keep doing whatever you fucking do. Go do your job. But don't come over here on this side of the fence when it's cool. Right. Don't do that. That's some nut ass shit. Right. That's some real nut ass shit. Right. Um... What else? We got Daylight streaming this year. We got Daylight. Oh, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that. That's a huge accomplishment. Uh, the Beastie Boys got Lolo and Rivington, which is the um, the intersection on uh, Paul's Boutique album cover actually named Beastie Boys Square, New York after them. Y'all know I love the Beastie Boys foundation, part of my foundation of hip-hop. Here's something I didn't know. Kendrick Lamar's Big Steppers tour was the highest grossing tour by a rapper as a headline in history with 110.9 million sold from 929,000 tickets sold. I was shocked. Wow. I, I had no idea because the, the gist of this last album was most people didn't like it. Yeah. So I'm actually shocked that his tour sold out like that. Again, we got to give love to people who passed away this year. Gangsta Boo, True Goy, Magoo, you know, definitely R.I.P., to, to all those people out here um, who, who, you know, we lost this year. Tell me this. Are you looking for anything in 2024? 
I am Peace. looking to eat rock to draw my <laughs> soul and release it from the hostage situation it's in. That's what I'm looking for. And I just don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> I, I, I think we all looking for that. Um, I totally get that. Brown, what you got, man? Um, I'm looking for Eclipse album. Yes, sir. That's on my. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely looking for Eclipse album. I'm looking forward to how Benny's album is going to come out on Def Jam. Right. I'm looking for a Stove Guy album, a real album. Um, yeah, that's about it. JR? I'm not really looking forward to anything. I, and, and the way, because the way Porsche broke it down, I'm more of the indie artist now anyway. So they are kind of giving me what I need. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's kind of like the indie artists keep doing what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, the people we know, like Brel and, and Vegas and Vern and all them, like, keep doing what y'all doing. I'm good with that. You know what I'm saying? Because the mainstream shit just ain't appealing to me. Because it, it don't seem real. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't seem real to me. It's not about just the music anymore. It's about something that's just going to have you you know on trending topic for two days and that's it and after that that's done like just feed me the music and i'm good fuck all the other shit so to be honest with you i'm my indie artists and all y'all keep doing what y'all doing and that's what i'm looking for in 2020 to be honest i feel you i feel you uh the crazy part is i mean i really don't have nothing like normally with these shows that we do like i have a whole wish list and I, I don't know if it's just the older I get, like I stop believing in Santa Claus and like fuck this wish list, like it ain't gonna come, or you know, just being disappointed with the type of hip hop we got this year. But really, outside of the new clips album, that's really all I'm. I'm really, really like because again, I always tell people there's a difference between being hyped for an album and listening to an album. Mm. You know what I mean? People are always like, oh, I'll listen to it, nigga. I'll listen to goddamn almost anything. But are you hyped? For the album so the only album i think i will be hyped for is a new clips album produced by florel you know what i mean i will be hyped for that and to be honest i just got like the the, the genie wish list a new charday album a new maxwell album a new like mm -hmm. this is just a genie list it's like i don't even know if they coming out but it's just like hey you know i'll i'll take a new munch album you know what i mean i'm with um rel on a new stove god album but I really I don't want the conductor. I want Stove and Rock. Like I, I feel like that's the thing. Like I, I don't want him with Griselda and none of their producers. I want him with Rock Marciano. Um and I don't think we're gonna get that. Get that so. I'm a little intrigued, a little, by this Pete and Common album. Only because I said the only way I would want to hear it is if Common brought his ass to New York and they're sitting down in the studio and they're making beats and songs together and Pete posted him in the studio with Common looking like they're cooking up something. So, it's a little. It's not a lot. Just a little. But so I tell you this, if this goddamn Common album, Pete Rock album come out before fucking Amir, fucking Dope Boy Soul comes out, we're going to have another problem. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say, Rob? Since we're doing the genie, I got one for you. Kill a kill album like uh Pete Rock's uh what was so the album all the 
like so. Yeah, I was waiting for you guys to finish for me to say that I am in absolute shock. I feel like Rel is in my head. Like, let's do it. Let's do it. Yes, you dropping you dropping these beats every day. Yep, you dropping these beats every day, and I'm like, and I. I even have it all mapped out in my head. This is how much I've thought about it. I want Kill Let's do it. To, get, to give us an entire instrumental album of just his beats. And I want it to be only available for purchase. And I only want it to be available on Bandcamp. And I don't want it to be available for free. I think it should only be monetized because I, think I agree. And that's what I want for 2024. In you know what? Let's do both of them. Let's do, I'll do a beat album. And Porsche, you A and R. Porsche gets every beat. Like every time I make a beat, she I send it to her. So you have everything. You pick the beats you want. You A and R this shit. You put it together. I'm with it. Rel, let's start doing it. We'll call up everybody we rock with, and 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 let's do it. I'll send you the link. I think it's on my Bandcamp. Kill eight eight nine dot Bandcamp dot com. I had a joint like that called the Away Team, but I did it probably about twelve or thirteen years ago. Maybe 15 years ago I did it But it was like joints With everybody who I was rocking with But I think that's a great idea And I think that would be dope To 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 maybe try to do And maybe we'll do something like 12 songs Like each each month I will rock with an artist And it'll kind of like by by You know December This time next year we'll drop it And and, and do something So yeah of course let's do it Of course you, you the A&R you're, you're it Sounds good. You're the executive producer um what else is going on um oh real quick what did y'all think did you see d dot on math hoffa i cannot talk about d dot out of respect for tracy lee and that's all i'm gonna say i okay. just i'm gonna say a word about this man. no problem i totally understand love trade to death but yeah um nope i'm not doing it either okay cool well let me explain to everybody what happened so d dot is on uh, my expert opinion And basically what he's saying is Nobody can fuck with his catalog You know everything like that Had no problem with that But then he brought up Dilla's name And for me There was no reason to bring up Dilla's name The way, Philly, the way Philly Raised me was You do not have to bring up anybody else's name To big yourself up There's no way I'm ever going to talk about All the great work I do in D.C. And then say something like And what's the dead nigga's name? Oh, Marion Barry? Yeah, no disrespect to him But why niggas give him all the love? And here's the thing People love me for what I do People love Marion Barry for what he did I'm not bringing up anybody else's name And the sad part about it is The boy looked like he was Now he's the mad producer Because, and here's the thing I love D-Dot I think he's an incredible producer I think he's dope But if he wants to know, here's the sad part, because all these get money producers in the 90s was like, fuck you, Dusty, fucking backpackered underground producers looking for loops. We out here getting money. D-Died saying this on the show. Look at my shit. My shit's still getting played in movies. My shit's still banging in the clubs. My shit, cool. Then then what you what you mad about Dilla for? Oh, I, my dick get hard every time the checks come to my house. Dope. I'm happy for you, good brother. Why are you bringing up Dilla? Too much for me. Why are you bringing up Dilla then? Because now it makes it seem like when you people do that, it ain't even about what it seems. When people do that, it's because Dilla gets the love that you want. But Thank you chose you. you chose that way. Like Marlo said, you want it one way, but it's the other. See, you want it 
to be get the money and get the respect. And now what you're realizing is that all that money didn't get you the respect. Number one, here's the reason why I think D-Dot don't get love. Number one, most the average listener thinks everything produced, anything off of Bad Boy was produced by Puff. So number one from the door, that's why your name isn't mentioned because the average listener thinks Puffy did all the beats. That's number one. Number two, the people you catered your music to. The women who were in the clubs in the 90s are married. They ain't talking about music no more. The niggas who was in the club, they ain't talking about music no more. They are, they don't outgrown hip hop. Yeah. You know who's still talking about music? Us dusty backpack underground niggas that you wasn't making music for. That's who's yeah. still talking about music. So those are the two reasons why you get money. I ain't never seen nothing on Twitter ever about the track masters. Never. I've never seen nothing on Twitter about anything about D-Dot. Anybody who I see on Twitter with the hitmen is either Chucky Thompson or, or Nasheen Myron. Nasheen, yep. Or, yep, yeah, Stevie J. Yep. But those are the only two, for the most part, I've ever seen talked about. So, again, that's why, my brother, you're not getting that love. Because of who you chose to make your music for. So, again, it, it it's crazy because back then it was all... Why did the whole Mad Rapper skit start? That's where it all started from. You you dusty niggas, y'all jealous of us. Y'all y'all ain't getting money like us. Y'all ain't got mermaids in the goddamn videos like us. Okay, cool. Well, y'all had y'all mermaids. You got your houses. You got all that shit. Congrats, my nigga. And you know what us dusty underground niggas got? Is the respect. Yeah. And it's the respect that's obvious that you want so goddamn bad. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sad that nobody in the barbershop will will step up to say that. Because that's essentially what it is. This whole backpack of get money thing, that fucking civil war has been going on for decades. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, brother, I, I, I respect you. I love what you've done for the culture. I love what you've done for the music. But to bring up Dilla's name was just nut ass shit. Like there was no reason to bring up Dilla's name oh. at all. You know, again, and then you bring up a nigga who died, my nigga. Like yeah. you ain't want to say Pete Rock or Premier or you know, there's so many he other producers better. you could say, but you bring up Dilla's name. You know what I mean? So again, you know, I know Porsche. I know that's Trey's man, but you know me, I ain't got no cut card. Somebody say some nut ass shit up here. I'm gonna call you out on some nut ass shit. That's you know right. what I mean? So that's yeah. just what what it is. And yeah. D, I don't give a fuck. And and here's the great part that I said: if you feel like He's not getting the love. You know what D-Dot should do? Make some underground music. That's what you should do. Because that's what Muggs did. Nobody was talking about Muggs as a boom bap underground producer when Cypress was doing Insane in the Membrane and doing them 20, 30,000 white people fucking stage diving all that shit. Nobody was even talking about Cypress Hill. Then Muggs popped back up, started working with all these underground artists, started fucking with Rock Marciano and all these different underground artists like that. Now, this nigga Muggs is looked at as like one of the dopest producers in the underground. So if you want the love from the underground, my nigga, last time I checked, you still breathing. Make some underground shit and we'll give you the love. Now, I'll tell you the one other thing that that nigga said that was off too is he was like, because we could do that shit. We could do the underground shit if we wanted to. We could do that shit. No, you couldn't. Well, then riddle me this, my nigga. Why on Life After Death did you go get Premier? Twice. Mm. Why'd you go get Easy Moby? Twice. Why'd you get Clark Kent? Why'd you get Buckwild? Why'd you get Havoc? Right. Why'd you get RZA? 
if y'all could do this shit, that's like me saying, oh yeah, babe, I could see, I could fix anything in this house. What the fuck? What's leaking? Oh, the roof, I got that. Then the roof started leaking. Oh, hold on, I gotta call the roof. No, nigga, you said you could do that. Yep. So again, if you really could do that, why 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 go get all these underground producers if y'all could do that? Just some food for thought, everybody. Just some food for thought. <laughs> uh, Jr. You know what? Give me ten more minutes. Let's let's do some fun shit. <laughs> let's do some fun shit. Because I said I was gonna do this, but I didn't really have the time. Let's talk about some of the dumbest shit I've seen on Twitter this year. Oh, I'm gonna just. Oh, look. Um, Did you really write it down, Kill for real? Let me explain some to you. I have a notebook in my iPad called. Oh, Twitter. you did? Yeah, my bad. And every week I write it down because these. This is what gives me ideas. I can't. Yeah. Wait. Um, I can't wait to hear this. Let's oh see. Um, oh, I can't believe this. This was back in June, and people were telling me there was nine elements of hip hop. If y'all, and this is back in June, and we just did a whole 158 elements of hip hop. Um, so back in June, it was. Beatboxing, street fashion, street language, street knowledge, and street entrepreneurship. Y'all be making shit up just any goddamn day of the week. Um, let's see, what else is something crazy in here? Uh, was walking with a panther really that bad? I apologize, Rel. Yes, it was. Um, the yeah, difference was. between. Yeah, and the was the this is this is one of this is for one of um for what so all right. Does Little C's have a huge place in hip hop? I remember that was a good one too. Um, uh, oh, somebody called me a casual fan because I didn't know that King Sway was an MC. Um, oh, Porsche, this went back to this. You shouldn't say RIP to dead rappers unless you swallowed them on a TL. That was from, I think, Skill said something about Magoo or something like that when he passed. And he was like, where was that? Um, Black Thought and Danger Mouse's album is as dope as Omatic was. Um, God. <laughs> yeah, somebody yep. Yep. The week of the week of August 14th to August 20th, somebody said Black Thorn and Danger Mouse's album is as dope as Illmatic. Um let's see what I mean there's so oh god, there's so much. Um Rory from the Joe Button show is compar is comparable to Rick Rubin as a producer. Oh my god. Bullshit you said that I, no, I even had to comment on Twitter with that bullshit. I, I literally did the Grandpa Simpson meme, but in real life. Like I that literally and like hit up once over and dropped my phone and like just no. Right. Yep. Um somebody telling me Wale has a classic discography, which is crazy what? to me. Really have a all right, keep going. My bad. <laughs> um, somebody told me North Carolina can now claim Big Daddy Kane and Rock Kim in the locks because they all live there now. And I'm like, nigga, no, y'all can't. Oh my god, um, who who are these niggas you following? <laughs> well, here's the thing. That, here's the thing. I wasn't doing this early on. Now, now I started writing down who said this. And no, these aren't the people that I follow. Please, no, oh, they're right. just random right. people who find me. Um, this was a good one. Peak Guru is on Jasmine Taz 3. That was the best that Guru ever was, was on Jasmine Taz 3. What? Yes. Yep. And the same person said only three Gangstar songs have lasted the test of time, and Guru made better music and spit his best verses without premiere, and that is from at 93 Jones. That's who said that. 93 J-O-N-E-Z. Call them out. That's right. That's right. Call them out. So yes, Guru made better music without Premiere. 
That's what has three though. Yeah, Buster Rhymes never evolved as an MC and is equal to Charlie Brown as an MC. Oh my gosh, I remember that whole thing. <laughs> cool Mo D, what what? Cool Mo D would have beaten a 1988 KRS-One in a battle, <laughs> and that Meth was spitting nursery rhymes on Takao. Yes, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, I do. Yeah, so, and I mean, that's just a little of the stuff that I, I see on Twitter. And I write it down just to laugh. I write it down because this is how. Here's the great thing, y'all, and I appreciate the fuck out of all of y'all that y'all come on here every week and you chop it up, is that we seldomly ever do topics over again. You know, we don't do rerun shows. Like, almost literally every topic we do for the most part is a fresh topic every week. And we've been doing it for five plus years on Apartment 5B, 10 plus years with Live from the Writer's Bench. That's some, I, I don't know if people watching understand how hard it is to come up with a new topic every single week and not have to repeat it. Um, but we, we do it every week up here. And again, I owe a lot of it to Twitter um, because for every dumb ass conversation I have on here, I have at least two to three. No, it's actually the flip. For every like ten dumbass conversations I have, I have one really great conversation that helps me kind of build out all these things. Um, so yeah, great year, y'all. Rel, tell tell them where they can get at you. Tell them about the album. Tell them what we cooking up next. All that good stuff. Oh, oh my bad. I'm still caught off guard by someone else. <laughs> Bro, you you. I'm glad you wasn't here on one. Somebody said something about LL, and I was just like, yo, I'm so glad Rel ain't here for this. Uh, yes, so it was like two episodes ago. 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 I, I know, like you're representing Rebs. There is no LL right. slander around right. here. Like tone, tone, thank you. There's thank no you. LL, Ice Cube, or Nas Slander not here on Apartment 5B. Rel is not letting that shit slide. So I can't. I'm sorry. I just can't. Um, yeah, uh, Uptown Rel 215 on the gram. J Ben 215 on Twitter. The album is Caught in a Moment. It's out on all your streaming platforms and it's on Bandcamp. Jarrell215.bandcamp.com Give it a listen um, And I'm back in the lab Working on My EP that I'm about to do um, JR And uh, JR is going to be Executive producing that Yeah so Oh, oh right okay yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah So we, we, we I'm back working but yeah um, That's it Man Of course where can I get at you on Twitter, um, I'm school's over for now, so I'll be back a little more active on, on Twitter. But at Shoshay La Porsche, and uh, yeah, that's right. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what you say, P? My my TL is very boring, so if you don't follow me, it's you're not missing anything. <laughs> uh, Jr., where can I get at you, bro? Uh, R&B Reps, R&B Reps on Twitter, Instagram, uh, new content with me and Elise. She does her uh, one minute uh, vinyl themes. Uh, she talks about a vinyl. She gives you one minute and she talks about that. Um, I got JR's Motown Life where I pick a Motown song and I talk about it for like 
three to four minutes um and uh give you kind of the fun facts about the song all that good stuff yeah i was there so yes so i give you all that and then um i'll catch that it's still rocking um the episode that will be out when this is out is we talked to q lynn about um surrender to uh to love with the kendrick family soul so that was a dope episode like q lynn man Yes, like, and to talk about that album and it really meant something to her. So it got really, really deep on the episode. So definitely check that out. But everything RB reps on Instagram, RB reps on Twitter, GL's World of Soul on Instagram and Twitter, all that. All right. And you already know it is with me, Kill889, Twitter, IG. You know, you'll, you'll definitely see some stuff on my timeline, man. There's, there's definitely, I, I will say this about my timeline. I think it's a very entertaining timeline, you know, for, I try to make it, I try to give some game every now and then. Um, and, and, and for all the dumb shit we see, you know, at the end of the day, I tell people Twitter is a crack house. And I don't know if any of y'all grew up in the 80s, but if you ever hung out in a crack house, guess what the fuck's going to happen? Sometimes you're going to talk to a crackhead. It's just inevitable, you know? So if we choose to... Now, that ass. like one time I went to a crack house because um, my man had an ASR 10. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to make beats. And my man was like, yo, let's go. You know, my man got an uh, ASR 10. And it was in a crack house. And I went. And this is how bad people wanted to make beats back in the 90s and you didn't have iPads and all that shit that you would go to a crack fucking haven to try to make beats so I say all that to say if you've ever hung out in a crack house eventually I don't care if you're trying to make a beat on an ASR 10 a crackhead is going to talk to you they're going to say some dumb shit so that's what Twitter is so if we choose to hang out here you cannot get mad if a crackhead decides to fucking talk to you and ask you what are you doing so there's that. What's up, bro? Oh, we shot our third episode of Illadel State Life. Um, yes, yes, yes. And y'all got uh, what's the name of y'all show again? You and uh, Jr. Y'all oh, Milk Crates. Milk oh, Crates. yes, Milk Crates. Yeah. Look forward, look forward to Illadel State Life Milk Crates collab too. I just yeah. but it's gonna happen. We gotta get Jr. Yeah. Yo, I was I was just telling uh, Rel before you got on. I went to this cheesesteak spot and it was it, it it was a three mic steak, but I was almost about to call it trash just because people on Instagram was bigging it up so much and all this stuff. And it was like, yo, it's in Virginia, and I yo, if I would have drove to Virginia for this, oh, I would have been pissed. Right, right. But right. it just so happened that they opened the joint in Clinton, so I was like, all right, I'm driving past yeah, the Clinton grind, every day. The grinder John. The grinder John. Yeah, yeah. yeah you heard right. it though. Yeah, I, I saw somebody posted it, John. It was all right. It was all right. Let me put it like this. I've never seen this before. They had, I ordered a 12 inch. She had the, a six inch wrapped up. And I was like, I know that ain't it. And then he gave her another six inch. So I don't know if they ran out 12 inch rolls. I don't know what that was. But then when she gave me the bag, rel, it was so light. I was like, let me get some fries too. Because right. I can already feel this bag has no weight to it whatsoever. But it wasn't nasty. Like the meat, it's definitely not our first app. It wasn't the first app. Okay. Like I can tell you that. It was better than that, but right. not for that level of it. So also check out me and Rel's Illadel Steak Life, me, him, and Gadget. We go around, we go anywhere. They got dope cheesesteaks. P, I cannot wait for you to come the fuck out here so it's we can see. I, I look forward to Illadel's um, cheesesteak show every time it drops. Like, I'm me obsessed too. with my favorite, hands down, my favorite food, 
food critiquing sort of food. Yes. <laughs> like I love it. And I wish it was longer, but I totally get that you guys all are very busy people. But I just want to like really commend you guys on that. It's really, really good. And it's very enjoyable to watch. So thank and you. And I, I really think getting you to DC is the best thing. I know we've always been talking about Philly, but DC is best because we all out here. Me and Rel have come up with two or three dope cheesesteak spots to take you to. Grant is out here. JR is out here. Everybody who you fuck with is out here. So, you know what I mean? We yes. got to definitely make that happen. Uh, 2024 queue of places that Porsche needs to visit. Yeah, we got to make that happen. All right, y'all good people. I will check y'all next week. Take care.